0: welcome back everybody to another episode of
1: Let Us Sip.
0: I'm your girl Brittany.
1: It's your girl Kaylani.
0: And we are back with another week. How are you my love? I am here
1: girl. You know I'm trying to stay as positive as possible. You know the devil is very busy. But you know I'm trying to keep this black girl joy alive. This black girl magic rocking. Protect that energy, sis. Block them haters. We saying sucker free. We saying sucker free, girl.
0: (laughs) How are you? I'm hanging in there, you know, outside of all the madness. I'm still trying to pull through, like you said, protecting my peace and blocking them haters. Yes, we keeping our ancestors proud, okay? Right. (laughs) We, We ain't falling for the dumbish. No. Uh, We ain't got time for the dumb shit. When do we ever have time for the dumb shit? Uh, never. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got time today. Mm -mm. Not tomorrow either. Mm -mm. (laughs) Can't pay me, sis. (laughs) So this week, we wanted to kind of shake things up because, you know, I know everybody's heard the perspective of what's going on with the Black Lives Matters movement and... We wanted to bring somebody in. We have a special guest this week, Miss LaFemme (laughs) Lakita. We're going to have her talk to us today about um, what it was like growing up with the mother suffering from mental illness. Um, This is something that we wanted to touch on, you know, eventually, because we do want to talk about mental health and you know the ups and downs of it because especially what's going on right now during quarantine you know people are going through emotions having fits or whatever and then on top of that we're dealing with a civil war you know Mm -hmm. we gotta try to stay as sane as possible right boo
1: yes we trying girl we doing fuck trying we doing
0: (laughs) all right (laughs) How about it So we're gonna go ahead and play the interview that we have today with Miss Lafemme Laquita, And we hope you guys enjoy it.
1: Yes. Thanks for listening, y'all.
0: So, Miss Lafemme, yes. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and you know, just give us a little bit of information about yourself
2: okay so um my name is Lafemme lakita my of course my real name is lakita but i i earned the name Lafemme lakita when i was going to a music school and i was like one of four women in an, an entire music school of men
1: oh, wow. um
2: and i was the oldest female at that so you know fem la Femme in french means the woman and i was a parent also so i was very mature and of course i was I twenty five, twenty four out of and you know, and everyone else was like teenagers. So that's how I got the name LaFemme Femme. It meant the woman. And then most of the classes that I was in, I was the actual only female. So right. I got that from my best friend named me that. And uh, let's see, I'm a mom of three. I have a twenty four year old. I have a nineteen year old. I have a, a seven year old.
0: And hey, she looked good, y'all. Thank Amazing. you guys.
2: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Brittany. Um. <laughs> I love exercising, meditating. I love walking. I love music. I love art. I love movies and I love being a mom. So I I always encourage people to be the best mom that they could be and I support my kids, my my oldest, my eldest, I'm sorry, is um an upcoming rapper and i support him go to his shows and everything and if i could pitch in and get him an interview here and there i kind of do stuff a little pr stuff for him i have a 19 year old who's an athlete um athlete excuse me and he's in college just he's going into his second year he's a basketball player so like this morning i just came from running him to his trainer so i'm very supportive of him i try to make every Game, but since college hit, like it's been very depressing for me that I can't be at every game because he doesn't. His school is that close. It's like four hours and ten minutes away. So the ones that I can get, I'll you know I try to work around my schedule to get there. I have a little one, seven years old. He's like a little, I guess you could say, aspiring comedian. Comedian. He models here and there. Um, he hasn't done any work since this whole pandemic, but, um, there were some things in the works that had got put on hold, but he has been in a magazine. He's done a couple of little ads, print ads, and hopefully we'll see where that goes.
1: I love it. So you got three Kings that you raising up.
0: Yes, I do. I
2: love
1: it.
0: So it. Is- Go ahead. I'm
1: sorry, Kim. I was like, and if you can hear what she's saying, um she got things going on, okay? (laughs) So thank you for taking out your time to, you know, sit with us and sip with us. Of course. (laughs) Even though I
2: don't have anything to sip on, I should have had something. It's all right.
1: It's It's all right. right.
2: Yeah, I didn't (laughs) want to go protesting and be a little wavy, you know. (laughs) You You gotta be
1: hydrated. I was like, sometimes, you know, we sip just water some episodes, you don't listen. Right. Don't
2: right.
1: You hydrating yourself. That's all that matters. But thank you. Yeah. For, your time for sure. Thank
0: you guys for having me. No problem. Thank you. No problem. So, um, before we jump into the topic today, um, this is Let Us Sip. So, every week we pick a word. And when you hear us say this word throughout the episode, we need you guys to sip. So, y'all don't drink water. We'll drink the water. Y'all go ahead and drink a, a little spirit. Um, (laughs) So this week's tip of the week is going to be the word mother. Whenever you hear us say the word mother, we need you guys to go ahead and take a drink. So I wanted to talk a little bit about parenting and, you know, what's going on during this whole, outside of the pandemic, the Black Lives Matters movement and what's going on with that. Um, But, you know, you did mention that you do have three sons, three kings. Right. Um, How do you feel about the climate today? What's going on?
2: Um, It's very saddening, honestly. And before this even happened, it's, I'm one of those parents. Once my kid became an age to be out in the streets a little bit more, Mm -hmm. I became more um, afraid for them Mm -hmm. because of everything. Every time you turn around, it's a a simple, I guess a senseless murder um, my oldest son he often gets pulled over by the police and, and it, it just get it makes my nerves like wrecking and it'll be something stupid where they'll just pull them out the car and just for no reason and then let them go. like it's like tormenting them. It drives me crazy. Um, it's not fair. The system I feel has to change, and the change starts within us. Mm -hmm. and our youth Mm -hmm. yeah we've been fight our family's been fighting the fight our ancestors have been fighting the fight and I feel that time now it's time for us to apply the pressure like foot on necks not, not literally but you know foot on necks until we get some change and if we don't and we keep letting these people pass away and just say black lives matter and not act on it it's gonna keep continuing. It's gonna be a broken record all over again, all over again. And until we fix this broken record, the song's gonna keep skipping. The song's gonna keep skipping and we have to do something about it. I pray for my kids a little bit more than I usually do. And I pray for all the kids in the world. I'm that type of parent. I'll be driving home from work and I'll see a guy or a kid, you know, minority, pulled over and I kind of like drive slow or I'll move up and turn the block and circle around to make sure they're okay because I mean I'm not saying it's every police officer but it might be that kids that specific kids day Mm -hmm. even when I'm getting pulled over I'm like oh my god let me did I get miss a ticket like what's going on You, you it's just an
0: instinct
2: to I mean, be not, nervous. Not,
0: you get nervous, like what in the world? And and
2: it yeah. could be the stupidest thing. And you just, in your mind, you're like, yo, it's today my day. Like, it's today my day. And that's how I feel. But yeah. like I said, this cycle has to change. And, you know, I don't support the looting and, you know, everyone getting re- crazy, breaking into the stores. But the thing I do agree with is they hear us, but they're not listening to us. So we have to get them to listen to us and understand that if they were in the position that we were in, they would be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not Absolutely. just African-Americans making a noise. There's whites, there's Chinese, there's Indian, there's Muslim, there's Russians. They're all out there fighting the same cause because we're tired and there's some people that's tired of us being tired.
1: Right. So and some have- people are just tired of just seeing it over and over. over, and over. And exactly. And now it's just called, it's raising the consciousness of everyone, like, this is not right. Because, like, for the Indians, I'm sure if it was nothing but Indians being attacked, they will be out there together. You exactly. Know, if, if it was nothing but Asians just being triggered, you know, even with the whole coronavirus, a lot of them have been teaming up together, you know, and protecting themselves, walking in groups. Because right. if you're walking alone, you know, it might be your day. And, and then and they, it was raising a consciousness for a lot of Asians as well. Like, just imagine how you're being discriminated over this virus. And you coughing and they thinking, oh, oh you automatically have it. But exactly. you have soaked on your juice or something, you know? Exactly. And like, that's the same how, how Black people feel, just going about your day and now you're being stopped and maybe you may have not even made your destination because of the color of your skin.
0: Right. You. It can happen anywhere. Like, seeing what happened to him in Minnesota, it just opens up your eyes and realize we're not in a state where it's quote unquote safe. Nowhere is safe. This exactly. can happen any place, so it just heightens your senses and keeps you more aware of what's going on.
2: Right, and the craziest thing is, I haven't seen the video. Like, I refuse to watch the video. My man hasn't seen the video. We refuse to watch it. I hear little things from people talking. I might have seen one snippet that someone post, and I got right out of their um, post. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't see it. It's too. It's too hurting for me. It's too hurting to see
0: a man being
2: tortured like that screaming for his mother that is no longer even alive Mm -hmm. like it's just Mm -hmm. it hurts it hurts and that's for any person like i would think of that if it was my husband if it was my children if it was my brothers if it was my friends if it was someone that i didn't know like Mm -hmm. abuse is abuse torture is torture and Racial profiling is racial profiling and at some point it's got to change and I just refuse to look at it But what I know I can do is I do have a voice and I'm gonna express myself and fight the fight with my people as long as I can until something changes Like look at it. The Constitution has never been changed. It's never been amended and it needs to be it, it needs to be Yeah It starts with us
1: it starts and I honestly don't want the protesting to end honestly I don't either Coronavirus, like they're saying a lot of the protesters are possibly getting it you know if you're gonna go out there at least have your mask on and you know and even have the proper you know things of course to protect yourself right um, but I just love the fact that all 50 states we were saying just before you jumped on how we're already making history. You know, a lot of people like, oh, they're looting, they're not, you know, what is that doing? You see all 50 states, you know, join together. Yeah, a lot of the, um, a lot of statues that have been there for years. Have been been taken down. You see Black Lives Matter is on the ground heading to the White House. And And that's never happened. Never Mm. happened in life. So I'm like, listen, Y'all may think, oh, it's not, you know, a lot of changes. The changes that has been happening right now, I'm not gonna lie, I'm satisfied. It locked uh, I'm not people satisfied. People. I'm so content far, yes. for now. Yes, content for now. It locked the three um cops that were supposed to be locked up there in custody. Right. Um, you know, so a lot of people they look down on the pro. Oh, it's just another protest. It's just another pro. No, it it we are slowly slowly making a little bit of change and i'm like a little bit is better than none because before all they was doing was just killing us and taking they were trying to take the head leaders in charge first right let's get them out the way first
2: and the but- thing what makes me so sickening is black people are like beautiful all people are beautiful but we just have something special about us Our culture is beautiful, our music is beautiful, our athletes are beautiful, our arts are beautiful, beautiful, our poetry, and all the races love our culture. So how can you love our culture and not love the people who created the culture? That's just, that's what disgusts me. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
2: what disgusts me.
0: Right. So like, I, I'm happy to see that things are slowly changing like you guys did mention, like they're recognizing that, you know, this is wrong and they're recognizing that that whole chokehold that they teach within the police department is wrong and they're getting rid of it. Um, but I did want to jump into our, our main topic this evening, which is um, talking about mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, dealing with issues, you know, with growing up with your parent who struggled from mental health issues. Um, so, I did want you to go ahead and share your story about your mom and growing up.
2: Well, my mom, um, she was a graduate of Lawrence High School. She went to um, Sullivan Community College for track. Um, she was dating at the time my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I was born then because she was going commuting back and forth from Sullivan, like she was come home on the weekends or whatever, but my grandmother would help out with the bait, with me and everything. And one weekend she came home to hang out with our friends, I would say, quote unquote. And uh, one of her friends, my dad was really popular. Um, He was from Rockaway. He was a very, um, he was a singer. He had a couple of single deals with, um, I think it was Columbia. I want to say i have one of the records here and what happened was he had a show and lawrence which is the, they had a local bar then mr b's she went up there with her friends they went to go see my dad perform my mom moved away for a drink for a second and one of her friends put something back then they called it a slipping a mickey now they call it like lacing or whatever uh slipped a mickey in her drink and she started getting like weird and delusional and everything. Now, if anybody's from the Long Island, you know, five towns Rockaway area, they took her from Lawrence Avenue, Mr. B's and walked her all the way down to like beach. I want to say like 12th, 13th over there before you, right before you get to 17th saying that they were, you know, walking it off and then walked her home. Now where my grandmother lives in Inwood, you have to pass my grandmother. You can go, you got to go, you can go through Inwood before you get to the beach. Right. And they didn't walk her there. Instead of walking her to her mother, they walked to the beach and came back. When she, they finally brought her home, my grandmother knew something was not right. She called the police mm-hmm. on her friends. Um, I believe they all got arrested, but they kept the one that was the actual one that actually placed the Mickey in her drink. Mm-hmm. And when they asked her why did she do it, they the girl blatantly said she wanted my mom's boyfriend. So what she was trying to do was, you know, my mom back then, you know, light skin was the right skin. She's light skin, long hair, hazel eyes, skinny. She was trying to eliminate the common denominator. What would make, well, what she thought would make my dad attracted to her was to get rid of the person he was with now, which is disgusting. And ever since then, like her life went down the hill so she went it it was even to the point where um she stopped taking the medicine they gave her and they came to find out that she had like a schizoaffective disorder which was a form of schizophrenia but not the full blown like it's just a small portion and they said it was genetic which come to find out later my actual grandfather had it and some of his siblings so if people know about anything with schizophrenia they skip generations which i'm so glad that All my children were born within a certain decade because they might have had a form of it and it doesn't have to be Schizophrenia they will get like a form of depression or some kind of paranoia or anxiety anxiety and I actually was diagnosed with um, Panic and anxiety Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: for example, like when I'm worried about my kids. That's a form of anxiety. So Mm -hmm. um, That was how my sister, I th- believe if my not mistaken, my sister has a form of um, anxiety too, a little bit, a slight depression, one of my sisters. But mm-hmm. um, what happened was that it brought it out. And from that bringing it out, if anyone knows, if you have a family member with a mental illness, some type of schizophrenia, they look at the closest people that love you as your enemy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what happened was, she used to look at my mom, my aunt, which was her sister's, my, my uncle's, a one specific uncle as an enemy, which was her best friend. So when they they have these voices that pop up in their head, which tell them to do evil things, they think they're doing the right thing, but the voices are telling them that these people are evil and trying to hurt you, and you need to kind of get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, one day she actually called the police And I wanna say I was four or five at that time. I think I was four. And she told the police that my uncle molested my sister and I, which was totally not true. And I have a great memory. Like I remember things from when I was two years old, weird, but I don't know how, but I do. And they, um, they took us away from my family and they put my sister and I in foster care. And all I can remember is my grandmother crying And saying, you know, don't let anything happen to your sister. And my sister was not even two yet. She was like, I feel like she was one. So I want to say four years apart. So yeah, it was probably about four. And she was an infant then. So it happened when I was four. So I was feeding her, changing her in this foster care home we were in. And I wouldn't let the people, they were actually Caucasian. I wouldn't let them touch my sister at all. And my grandmother and one of my aunts had to scrape up money, go to a family court, prove to my family, I mean, prove to the court that my mom, you know, had a mental disorder and nothing was untrue. So they had to examine us and everything. And once they found that, my grandmother was able to get, you know, full-blown custody of my sister and I. While that, you know, while all this was going on. So yeah, it was a lot of things that went on that she did. And my grandmother, you know, like any mother would, they're going to take care of their child, whether they're in the right or wrong, they're going to be there for their child. No one wants to see their child going through that. And no one in my family ever judged her either because we knew she wasn't in the right mind state and it was voices telling her to do these things. When she was fine, she was fine. She was a regular mom, go to school, plays, shows, dances, concerts, go with my grandmother to do the report card thing. She was totally fine, go shopping, you know, dance and everything. But When something tells you to not take your medicine or whatever, then it just triggers everything else. And then you just go back downhill. These episodes occurred. I'm not going to say she wasn't a good mom, but it was just, Uh, very angry and she had like violent things not with us but like to other people like she was violent with the police um she was violent with my stepfather Mm -hmm. she took my birds and let them fly away because she voices were telling her that they were evil and it was just so a lot of the things um people don't realize is that these voices tell them to do these you know things that are not you know not good so yeah she my bird she flew my birds away I seen her like knock a refrigerator down with a bare hand like one hand with a palm of her hands so people don't know when you have these mental issues like your strength you get this sh- unbelievable strength it's like you turn you like transform into like the incredible hulk like it's crazy and that's the things that used to scare me about it like how violent can she be? She's right. not violent to me, but how could violent can my mom be to someone else? Right. And,
0: I actually mean to cut you off. But mm-hmm. I, I understand where you're coming from because I had the same situation with my brother-in-law. Um right. instead of a drink, it was weed. Somebody laced his weed. Right. And the the strength that you're talking about, the incredible hawk strength, we have seen that happen. Like this boy jumped off a two-story balcony hit the paper and shot down the block the fact
2: and it's like what you're looking like what like what am I missing something like is this real life (laughs) and that's exactly how it is people don't think people don't think like it's crazy and -hmm. then unfortunately you get those cases where it doesn't play out like that. Like I I know someone that I went to school with and after school someone laced his weed
0: mm-hmm. and he
2: jumped off a building and he passed away. Wow. Because he thought he could like fly. It's mm-hmm. it, it's crazy.
0: Right, right. But yeah,
2: it was a lot of things that and then you know, she kind of self-medicated herself instead of using the medication they were giving her, she ended up starting using drugs mm-hmm. and it went from like, I think she went straight to crack. I don't even, I don't even want to say she even tried cocaine. I think she went straight to crack. Like first she was selling it and then she started experimenting with it. And then you know how that goes. Once you start experiment experimenting with it, it becomes this crazy addiction.
1: Exactly.
2: And when you have this addiction, it's bad. Like I remember she stole what did she steal of mine? I think my aunt bought me a brand new camera because I love to take pictures of people and she stole the camera. And she didn't even have the decency to take the, the film out to let us get it developed. She just stole the camera. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of things. But, you know, we never judged her for it or anything because we knew it was an illness. Exactly. And when they're in that mind state, they don't know that they're doing wrong. Someone's telling them that they're doing right. And that's what they're believing. And it sees voices.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my brother-in-law, he went through the same thing. Um, him and his brother uh close. Yeah, we
2: had-, we had a personal conversation about it because I, I know him. So he was telling me what was going on. And I said, you got to just keep praying, you know, mm-hmm. keep praying for them. Let them go off because they think of you as the enemy. The family's the enemy. And I said, it's not that he doesn't love you. It's just what these voices are telling them.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we would just basically try our best to try to make him feel as comfortable as right. possible, and let him know, you know, there is no, there's no harm, no danger here. You know, we love you, but right. it's up to him to fight between us and the voices. So yeah, it I, I can definitely relate to that. It was scary. Um, yeah. So, what ended up like? what ended up happening? Like, cause I know I had actually seen a a previous interview that you did. Um, eventually, you know, your mom did come back around. So how was that?
2: Yeah. Well, she ended up getting, um, when I had a, I was having a sweet 16 Mm -hmm. and, um, she had paid for everything, planned everything, her and my, one of my older God brothers and, you know, my grandmother and she never showed up to my sweet 16. Hmm. And she got arrested. And she never came out until after my son was born. Mm-hmm. And she was also in and out of jail a few times since that episode, that initial episode happened. But the final time she came out, it was it for her. But unfortunately, you know, when she came, you know, she realized it was, you know, she had enough. It was too late. Because by then she had already, you know, the medicines make you gain weight. Mm-hmm. She ended up having, um, heart condition that she needed a new heart she didn't even tell us because Mm -hmm. I guess she didn't want us to worry Mm -hmm. um and then she eventually she passed away
0: wow so Mm -hmm. how how did that affect you because I you guys eventually did build a because I know that you mentioned you guys already had a good relationship oh yeah my
2: mom was my best friend hands down from beginning to the end she, I was everywhere with her she mm-hmm. want to go to Coney Island I'm going she want to go to Redfern I'm going she want to go to Rockaway and the beach and play cards I was there playing with whoever's there had kids with their Barbies or if they had a son we playing video games or G.I. Joe or wrestlers or something like that mm-hmm. um she want to go to the app, I was with my mom I was with her for everything and a lot of the times I went with her is because I didn't know if that might be the day she has an episode and I felt like somebody needed to be there, you mm-hmm. know, to protect her.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Cause you knew.
2: Yeah. So she was my best friend. And when she got sick and went in the hospital, the way she took care of me, you know, when I had asthma attacks and I was hospitalized, cause I, um, in a previous interview, I told them that I, I died practically and they revived me at St. John's from having an asthma attack and I was hospitalized for about three months after the fact and my mom was there from the beginning to the end I mean of course she left to go shower and everything like that and come back Mm -hmm. but she was there her and my grandmother were there all the time so I felt like when my mom got sick and she was in the hospital I it was only right I'd be there for her and return the favor Mm
0: -hmm. like I had
2: to be by her side and up until the very end we were like this we were like close we were we were close
0: so how so if there was one last conversation that you could have had with her you know what would that have been
2: um it's a funny conversation um because my mom you know I guess she didn't want me to grow up too fast right Mm -hmm. so I had all these clothes and you know she'll let me wear my skirts and everything but anytime I used to wear glasses so it Anytime I would go buy glasses, she would pick like the most ugliest glasses <laughs> out of the bunch and they would be expensive. And I'm like, well, these cheap ones are better. She's <laughs> like, no, I want that. So I guess I don't think she want pe- people to look at me. I thought she kind of wanted me in the face to kind of look a little busted that's how I feel and I was like yo does my mom want me to be ugly like what is going on like she won't let me get contacts or nothing so I did and the lord forgive me I did take advantage of when she did get locked up when I turned 17 I ran and bought me a pair of contacts with my job I was like my money for my job I'm like we're not doing we're not doing this like I'm not wearing these damn glasses all the time so um she um used to make me like, no, these are the glasses. And I should be like, why? She's like, because I said so. And you know, our generation, we don't talk back. Whatever they say, that's it. Like, I keep telling my son, I I tell my sons this all the time. Whether we right or wrong, your parents say something, you shut up and you eat that, you eat Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I ate everything. Oh, I got to wear them glasses. eyes. So if I'm wearing them glasses, then I'm putting on something, some lip gloss or (laughs) something different. I need to stand out because I'm like, what is she? Don't want no boys to talk to me. Like I couldn't figure that out. Uh So I didn't get it then. And I get it now. She didn't want me to grow up fast. She didn't want me to, even though I ended up having a son at an early age. And I think, had she been home, I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have had a son at an early age,
0: mm-hmm. if it
2: makes mm-hmm. sense, because yes. she I was always with her. Right. So I didn't have time. I wouldn't have time to be courting and flirting with boys and doing things I shouldn't be doing and stuff like that. But I wanted to say to her, Ma, I get it. I, you know, I get it. I get it, and I forgive you, because I was—I used to be pissed. Like, yo, she don't like me. she I used to be like, do she want me to look busted because she light-skinned? I'm not. I didn't, was thinking all types of crazy things. <laughs> like, what was with these glasses all the time? And I have pictures, and I never post the pictures. But I told my grandmother, like, God forbid, I'm going to save these pictures in the event I ever get famous or something, then I'll show the pictures. Like, I would never – I said, I will hold them. I said – because these pictures, I said, my mom was – And I was like, these one, I had two, but this one specific pair, I could not stand these glasses. I'm like, what is with these glasses that she keep buying me same glasses? And she wore glasses and would never wear her glasses. So I was like, yo, what's going on? And like, I get it now. She wanted, you know, I think she wanted me to be this caterpillar that blossomed into this beautiful butterfly, like a creature to be you know she wanted me to be looked at different and then when i blossom then i'm looked at different again but in another like beautiful way and Mm -hmm. i think she didn't want me to she didn't want me to be a magnet to boys and you know you know a lot of boys back then they prey on girls and back then a lot of people wouldn't uh, be attracted to girls with glasses and stuff like that and it wasn't like they were thick or stuff like that it was just they just guys didn't like girls with glasses. Mm-hmm. So I get what she meant and I was like I would say to her mom, "Sorry, I get it. I totally <laughs> get it." And that's what I would say to her.
0: Yeah. I'm I mean, bit- but I have talks yeah. with her all
2: the time and I just like recently um because I was my kids have the same dad and before she passed away, she would tell me to, you know, make sure you stay with, you know, that person and keep your kids together and stuff. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Like we were together off and on for 19 years and didn't work out. But you know, it took me over five years to finally fall in love with someone else. And she came into my dream. And she told me that this one is your soulmate like this one which I already knew but she's Mm -hmm. like this one is the one for you and she apologized to me for telling me to stay with the person I was with at that time because I was in a verbally abusive relationship Mm -hmm. usually people are hearing abusive but they never hear like verbally abusive
1: verbally abusive yes definitely And she
2: apologized to me in the dream and she said this is The one and the way your souls connect, like you're gonna be together forever. So she told me, like that's that's my son-in-law. She said she was a little biased. She said in the dream because (laughs) the kid's dad they were the same sign and they're both light skin, like both had light eyes and stuff. And she was like, no, she actually apologized me in the dream. So I actually went yesterday and went to go visit her because like she she came out of my dream. It just, I had to go, felt like I had to go see her and talk to her and she told me, cause usually when she's, it's her birthday or she passed away, I'm always like in my bag, and my feelings, I'm crying. I'm just thinking about good things, bad things and stuff. And I just start crying. But this specific time I went in April for her birthday, it was like nasty out. It looked like it just stopped raining. And then I was sitting there and I was like pray with her. And then like through the trees, this like ray of light came like shining down and I didn't even start crying. So I felt like that was like my acceptance that she was finally gone and she's good mm-hmm. and she's taking care, like she's watching me and she's letting me know she's good and mm-hmm. you could stop worrying. Mm-hmm. So I, that gave me, that was like my personal peace with my mom.
1: Okay. Yeah. What is some advice you would share with someone who's dealing with a parent or family member who's struggling with mental illness, like how, like, what's some advice to help them get through it?
2: I would definitely say, you know, you keep continuing, you pray for them, Mm -hmm. you pray for your family, Um, you don't judge them because it's not really them, you know, they can't, mental illness is something you can't avoid. If it happens to the person, it happens to the person. So I would say, you know, never judge them And you continue to love them as if there was no like this illness wasn't affecting them because that's what a lot of people need. And you talk to them and you encourage them for, you know, treatment plans and just be there for them the best you can be, whether it's a child, whether it's an adult or, you know, an elder, just be there for them and supportive and, you know, try to take care of them as much as you can.
1: Indeed. Indeed. With you, um, I know you were telling us stories how, like, as you was being young, you would go everywhere with your mom, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, just seeing that at a very young age and being an amazing mom of three boys, um, would you say that it affected you mentally a little bit, like, traumatic a little bit? Was it a little trauma for you, or did it motivate you to be a better mother, like, for your um, boys?
2: I want to say a little bit of both. It, um, definitely because a lot of the experience we went through was traumatic. Um, but you know what they, the saying is, um, God only puts the strong people through tests to see how strong they are. So I felt like that made me a strong woman from a little girl to present. Mm -hmm. And it made me be strong for my children and to train my children and condition them to be the best boys that they, you know, to young men that they can be Mm. and do what you love and be good at what you do. And that's what I taught them. And I definitely also instilled in them, like, you can't trust everybody because the thing that my mom went through and when my grandmother felt that she was, I was old enough to tell me that her friends did that to me it gave me like a lot of trust issues with people i mean my my day ones that i'm with my friends now they're still my day ones but like you know when you have those other associates yeah they were associates for a reason you know what i mean and even with relationships it gave me like trust issues like you can't trust everybody Mm -hmm. and up until the relationship I'm in now, I want to shout my baby out because I never thought I would ever trust any male or anyone. And I trust him with all my heart.
1: Oh, God bless him. I love it. Yes.
2: So, hey, Jay. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs>
2: yes, like love.
1: Yes, love. Okay, I love it. Yes. One last question, just to end it on a good note um well two more questions what's the best memory you've had with your mom that like oh. you cherish, like to this day
2: music music definitely um i don't know how you guys grow up saturdays was chore days in my crib yep. blasting the music in the house cleaning blasting music yes <laughs> i was listening to songs that i still listen to this day and then i didn't even know what i was singing about and it's like certain specific songs that she loved like i love those songs because it always makes me think of her and how she used to dance and we'll be sweeping and we'll be singing with the broom in the house so like she collects records and like Mm -hmm. as i got older i collected tapes and cds and i still have cd collection even Mm -hmm. though like we're into apple music and Mm
1: -hmm. Now, I now, now, the vinyls now Yes,
2: but, and I still have a portion of collection of her vinyls like I have like classic like the Wiz soundtrack Jackson 5 Christmas um wow. Keith sweat the boys um wow Terrence, she Terrence She's Trent, Darby um who else I have I had like some James Brown records um a lot and just a lot of those songs, like a lot of music was instilled in me because of her, because of my my family period. But mm-hmm. she was a music woman. And I think that also calmed her mental issue also because she would every so I want to say every three months or so, she would buy a whole new brand new boom box and then you'll see this little five foot lady walking through <laughs> everywhere, projects, anywhere with a radio in her hand blasting her music and she was like <laughs> the radio raheem of like my town in emwood you remember radio raheem from do the right yes uh-huh. Uh-huh. like radio Rahima, and then it used to be at some points where she had tapes and i'm like i, I can't hear this song no more we would like pop the string out of the tapes like i want to sex you up that was a yes. song was- ah. <laughs> he sweat i wanna that was a tape yes. we popped um what is his name? Oh my God, his name is on the tip of my tongue. Gregory Abbott, Shake You Down.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: like, why is she playing this song over and over again? Like it used to drive us crazy. And she would go buy another one. Like that's light to her. Oh, my tape pop? Oh, let me go buy another tape. Uh-huh. Like, so,
0: think twice. <laughs>
2: but, and that's how it that's how it was. So yeah, that's what she instilled in me. And of course I learned, you know, to turn obstacles into possibles from her so i turned a lot of my negative like her negative things into positive things for me Mm -hmm. like i watch my drinks when i go out and you know i tell my kids i give them and their friends speeches when they hang out and everything like listen your water, you get thirsty, don't go back. Just go get another water or wait till you get home to drink. Just be thirsty.
0: Right. You have to because... Have to
2: because this world is yeah. wicked. And I learned from that that there is a lot of jealousy and envious and hate for no reason. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing that disgusts me is for a man to be jealous of another man over a woman or a woman to be jealous of another woman over a man. Like there's so many beautiful mm-hmm. people out there for you. Find your own.
0: It brings out your the ugliness in people. And it's unfortunate. Because like her her trying to eliminate the con the competition, you ruined this woman's life. Yes. You ruined her children's life yes. over a man that wasn't even into you. Right. And you don't even know if that was your soulmate. If that was supposed to be your soulmate, God would have made it so Which, that y'all would have been exactly, there. Exactly. Well exactly. you went not have to have
1: done something so evil straight to that together because yes. it's it's just so beautiful just even how you talk about your mom and it's like I wish she was here today you no know, no to that's as the as only well. thing
2: that makes me sad about her passing is that my 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 youngest my eldest remembers her because he was two he's very smart for his age he remembers his Nana I just feel bad and my even my middle son gets sad you know that he didn't get to meet her because he looks like just like me, but to me he looks more like her. Like mm-hmm. he has the hazel eyes she has, but he's just dark like me. Mm-hmm. And they all, I tell them that they all have a piece of her in them. Like a- the middle one is athletic, so and he's a dancer. That was her mm-hmm. thing. My other one is into music and rap. She 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 could sing, so she's into music and she sung. And I could see my mom. She was like a me, like a turn up parent. So. I could see her showing up to my son's shows like, and he would be like, oh, there go my Nana in the crowd. Like, you know, (laughs) shout out to my Nana. (laughs) Things I, I, I wish she was here for. Those are the things that I personally yearn, For her to be there. My little one is like a comedian. And you know, my mom loved wrestling, things that she wanted because she wanted my sisters and I, with three of us, to be boys. And I feel (laughs) like she cursed us for that. And that's another thing I would say to her, Why, mom? Why did you do that to me? (laughs) Because and my other sister, my middle one, my youngest one doesn't have children yet, but my other sister, she has two boys. Oh, so my. I'm like, yo, when is the cycle going to end? Like this is had all the
0: boys testosterone
2: woman. in the house. I can't, I can't deal with the toilet seats being up
0: girl, uh, girl, 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 girl. Yes, it drives
2: me crazy. That's like a super pet peeve of mine.
0: <laughs> right. I'm like, come on now. Respect, respect. Yeah. You. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. And it's when you are the only cuz you know, Brad, you're the only woman in the house. You like, damn, I don't have nobody on my team.
0: No, nobody. Nobody.
2: I used to be like, you know what? I told my grandma, I said, I think I'm about to adopt a daughter because I can't deal with this. I need somebody to go shopping with, not be rushed out the store. The kids want to get only things once they get their stuff, they're done they're with you. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go home." Exactly. How you get home? The
0: I'm show. the driver. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody else that's how
2: it is. They always think about themselves. And I'm like, oh, it just drives me crazy. Even though I love my boys to death, even though they drive me crazy. But I'd like I want a little bit of estrogen in my house. You know what I mean? Besides mm-hmm. myself.
0: And then when you go off, they look at you like, oh boy, here she goes. This gone. girl
2: crazy, yeah. right? They're like, she the crazy one. No, right. I'm not crazy. Y'all are crazy, driving me crazy. That's <laughs> the thing
1: I love about even, like, with this episode, like, speaking about your mom and just parents in general, Uh is that, you know, we don't decide of who our parents are, and through good and through bad, you know, that's still our parents. And just, like, the love, like, you know, that I can tell that you have for your mom, like, no matter what, She was, even if it was even if they didn't slip and making she was actually schizophrenic, I can just tell that she was just a beautiful person. Yeah. And you know, and it's like while you're explaining that it's probably we can see some of her like, you know, through you and you're telling her story. And that just it's just a beautiful thing, how you're spreading the light of it, you know, because it can be such a dark situation as far as like emotion wise, what it can do to the family, what it could do to the children. But you're making, you know, you're making it such a beautiful thing and spreading the news. Like, yes, make sure when you go to places, like, you know, be extra careful because of stories like this. And, you know, it can be, you can be regular one day and and like your whole life can change the next. Right. Right. It's one, one literal, like one event can really just change your life. And I'm just so glad to meet you, honestly. Hopefully, be in person. Thank yes. you, girls, for having
0: me. Ooh, thank you,
1: thank you, thank you,
0: thank, thank you. you. Well, I do want to just again thank you so much for taking time with us. Thank and you, Britt. No problem, and we will definitely speak again. Yes, now that we all connected. <laughs> yes, definitely.
2: Thank you, girls, so much. I'm gonna go get myself ready to go run out and protest.
1: Yes, please, please be safe. Like, yes, black it should lives be peaceful. matter.
2: Yes. yes, Black Lives always matter.
1: Brittany, that was such an amazing
0: interview. Can we talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she was amazing. Sure, honey. What's up?
1: I just loved her energy during the whole entire interview. I love the fact that you know after the interview she was going to protest. Okay, I'm right. totally for it because Black Lives Matter. Oh <laughs> wait, in the back, Black Lives Matter. Matter, matter, matter. <laughs> <laughs> Period. And I'm saying that to the day I die. I don't care who got a problem with it. They matter. (laughs) We matter.
0: matter. (laughs) Yeah, she was amazing. Um, I hope that y'all enjoyed the interview as well. Um, Comment under our page. If you heard it, comment on Apple. We read everything. And y'all stay tuned for another episode of Let us sip. Thank you for listening to Let Us Sip. Please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And if you like what you heard, leave us a comment. If you feel like we can do better, leave us a comment too. But be respectful. We read everything and only want to grow. So thanks again for your love and support. And we will see you next week.